0: Kristen, look, look, right here in the box. It's as quiet as a conversation. Oh, you want me to turn it on? Okay. Man, you can really hear this right from the street. Today's process is this. How my lawnmower powers my house. Stand up, push forward, let's light the lantern. The big question today is this, how does the husband entrepreneur escape the nine to five while still having a marriage that not just survives but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory with monsters and bandits covers everything. My name is Wade Skalski, The Understory Lawyer. We will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to The Understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband entrepreneurs? Those of you who are in The Understory against your will and those of you who are in The Understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here, The Understory Lawyer. So... Whenever you move from a place to another place, there's always shock, like a like a little bit of a system shock, because even if you move every time I even move within the same town. Right. So when people ask me, where did you live in California? I said I lived in Los Angeles, although in Los Angeles, I lived in Santa Monica. I lived in Burbank. I lived in uh, West Hollywood. And then I lived in Valencia. Oh, Valencia, Uh, Valencia is uh, right down the street from Magic Mountain. I lived on Magic Mountain Parkway, and where I lived in Magic Mountain Parkway in in Valencia was I lived um, in a townhome. That behind the townhome was um, behind the townhome was a parking garage. And in front of the townhome was a golf course that I could not go on. And I had like a little concrete patio. And so I didn't have a, I didn't have a lawn also. And when I lived in Santa Monica apartment, when I lived in West Hollywood apartment, when I lived in Burbank apartment. So like, I never really put roots down in Los Angeles in terms of buying a house one, because it was really super expensive. And two, I just was never just was never in a position to where I was going to put down roots. And then when my wife and I got together and we moved to Valencia, um, we got in a townhome. We went from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom to the townhome. And then when we were getting ready to buy a house was when we really started to make decisions about or I should say when our next step would have been a house, we were we, we needed to make decisions about where we actually wanted to live. And that started the all the conversations about where do we want our kids to be from and sort of going through all that process. And um, my observation that, you know, California is going to eat itself. I I I thought it was going to eat itself like 10 years from now. I did not know. So I was like, I was like, why would I want to build a life here when I know the state is going to totally destroy itself in 10 years financially? Um, and then uh, there were some other issues too. I was just like, this place is just not going to work out and it's not the way they're doing it. Not going to work out, not long-term. And I was right. However, I was way off on my time frame. Like I said, I thought it was gonna be 10 years. California ate itself literally like six months after we left, California just started this massive decline. Anyways, whatever. All right. So the big point of the story is that I didn't ever have a lawn when I was, when I was there. And so we moved to um, moved to Virginia beach, crashed at my mother-in-law's house for one, exactly one month. And then we moved into um, we moved into the house that we're in right now, which is right down the street. And so from a mother-in-law, it's, it's a glorious, glorious situation. And so um, now my mother-in-law is cool. If you get a couple drinks into her and, other than that, so I never had a lawn, so I didn't, I actually didn't, she had like, a, my mother-in-law had like an old, um, an old lawnmower that she never used because she's, you know, older and she doesn't, she doesn't use it. So I was like, she she's like, you can have it. I was like, okay, cool. So I got this, I got this, uh, this lawnmower and I took it to this place down the, not down the street, but I took it to this place in town here called um, something I lost my coat, something like that. I don't know. Something there's the word coats in there somewhere, whatever. And, um, and so anyway, so I took it in there and I said, Hey, can you guys fix this? And so they fixed it. And then it like, they were like real cool about it. And they didn't, it didn't cost a million dollars because obviously you can buy a brand new lawnmower for like three, two or 300 bucks. So it was cool. And so then I started running it and then it worked great. And then it, it stopped working maybe like I don't know, like towards the end of the summer. So I took it back in there and I said, Hey, what's going on with this? And then they, they looked at it and like, Oh, your carburetor's all, you know, they're gummy bears in your carburetor. I was like, "What?" He's like, well, no, they're not real. There aren't really gummy bears. They're not really gummy bears in there, but it's, it's just a saying I have. It's, it's, you got gummy bears in your carburetor because you use fuel and the fuel's dirty and it makes your carburetor dirty and then it won't start. I was like, all right. He's like, He's like, all right. So you, he's like, he obviously, he's like, you, you're a city boy, right? I was like, well, no, I grew up in North Dakota, but we didn't ever, you know, you don't cut, there's no lawn to cut in North Dakota. We just had a giant farm where we just let the goats and the chickens and the, and the, uh, the muskrats eat all the, eat all the grass. Uh, we may have mowed, but it was a long time ago. And so he's like, he's like, well, if you use gas from the gas station, you get gummy bears, you get gummy bears there in your carburetor. I was like, okay. So what do I do? He's like, well, let me, let me educate you. And so then he, takes out this can. He's like, this is, I don't even know what's called like clean fuel or something. He's like, he's like this here, if you, you can put it in your, in your lawnmower and you can leave it in there and it never has to, you know, it's fine. It will never, you can leave in there a whole year and it won't jack up your, your lawnmower. You can, you just, you will never have a problem. So I was like, all right. So I bought a box of it. It was like 40 bucks for gallon and a half. And, um, my car, my, my lawnmower runs like a dream. Now that guy, that guy could have not ta- taught me about that. I didn't have to. Right. Um, he because actually, it's kind of in their best interest to not teach me about that. Cause he wants me coming in every three or four months paying a hundred bucks to get the, you know, get the whole thing cleaned out and the carburetor redone and all that. But, but the best thing for me was to educate me on what I had. Right. And so um, he educated me what I had and He's like, this is what you have. This is just use it properly and then you won't have any, you know, use this gas and you won't have any issues. And I never had, never had an issue ever again. Three years, almost two, three. This is the third summer, right? I think this is the third summer. Yes. Yes. This is the third summer. Showed up in summer, then last summer, then summer. Yes. Third summer. No, no, it's somewhere, somehow it's three summers in two years. It's, it's, it's math. I was told there was no math today, but. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, he's just so he educated me on a very cheap solution that helped me and educated me on how my lawnmower works and, not, and frankly, how gas works. I was like, oh, there's sediment and gas, like, whatever. And, and so anyway, so I never had a problem at lawnmower again. So my wife, I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, but my wife and I have been talking about getting a generator, right? And the reason that we've been talking about getting a generator is because, um, there's some, you know, what if the power grid goes down, yada, yada. And my son has a medical issues sometimes that we think he's growing out of, but just in case he doesn't, we need to have power for his medicine to to do the nebulizer or whatever. And so we've kind of, it's kind of a big purchase. And so we've been putting it off and like, all right, I'll go do this. And so, cause you know, there's always something to spend money on other than a generator. Right. And so where do you think that I went? to go buy this generator. Well, I went to, I lost my coat or whatever the place is called. And so I went in there and I didn't go to the back where the lawnmower part is. I went in there and the, this guy asked me, he's like, well, Hey, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I need to buy a generator. He's like, well, what do you need? He's like, I, I just said, I don't know. Can you educate me? So this guy just they, they don't work on commission over there. They just got, you know, he just took me back and he's, he just started explaining everything, everything to me. And he's like, well, this is the quietest one that you can get. And he, he, he didn't say on the box of this Honda one that I got, it says, it's as quiet as a conversation. Now he didn't say it's as quiet as a conversation. He just said, this is the, this is the quietest one that you can get here. Right. And it's not solar, it's gas. And so he's like, this is the quietest one you can get. Okay. I was like, all right. And then, and, and I'm sure that I could, I'm sure I could have gone online and I could have ordered this generator for less, but I didn't even price shop it. Right. I, I trusted the guy who explained it to me because of the experience with the gas, with the, with the the $40 gas on my lawnmower. Okay, and I he he you know I walked out of there. I bought more gas because it's the same gas from my lawnmower that I use for the generator because I know I don't want my generator going gunky if I'm using it because that means if you're using a generator is a problem. And then uh, at least for me, I'm not taking it fishing. And then and then uh, I walked out of there with I said, "What oil do I need?" And I bought extra oil. I bought extra. I bought everything. So I walked out of there and it was a good chunk of change, right? And I never ever asked any, any questions about where I could get it cheaper. I never even went online to look at it somewhere else. I didn't do anything other than just ask, trusted them to give me the right generator. And now I'm very comfortable with my generator. Bring it home. I was like, look, it's as quiet as a, it's as quiet as a conversation. Turn it on. It's not as quiet as a conversation. It's, it's unless you're in a conversation next to, unless you're in a conversation next to a drunk ass bar, like having a conversation in a drunk bar where you're screaming everywhere, trying to hear over a band. Like you can hear it in the street. right? Like if you walk on the street, you can hear it. Right. So, but I wasn't upset about it because he didn't say it was as quiet as a conversation. Some Yahoo marketer put on there on his um, on uh, some Yahoo marketer put on there on on the box. This is quiet as a conversation. So I want you to think about the two experiences that you're going to have. Okay, if you don't have the relationship with the guy at the store at Lost My Coat or whatever it's called, um, Ben and Coats, Ben Coats, the I don't know receiver, uh, whatever. If you don't have – if you're just buying the – if I go online and I just look through all the copy online and I look through all of the pictures and the reviews and all of that and I'm like, oh, well, this one's as quiet as a conversation and I spend all that money and it gets home and I turn it on and it's not as quiet as a conversation, am I happy or am I sad? Do, do Does my wife think I'm a hero or does she think I'm, I am I got the wrong one? You know the answer to that. It's a rhetorical question. I'm going to answer it though because I, I cannot – and leave a question out there unanswered, you're going to be upset. Exact same generator. However, I know that it may not be as quiet as a conversation, but it's like the quiet one that I can get, most quiet one I can get within the price point because I have a relationship with the guy that sold it to me even though it's the first time that I ever met him because they're running a classic American business over there where it's like they come in, they find out what your problem is, they don't try to upsell you to something you don't need, and they try to make sure that whatever you have, they try to make it work whatever you have. And that's what the classic American business does. When I'm, when I was in the understory of trying to figure out what I was going to, what kind of products I was going to come up for you guys and figure out to help you get out of your nine to five, I was going through all this, like, like affiliate marketing ideas. And I was going to help you do all that. No, you don't, the don't, don't, do any of that. You don't need that, right? Your job right now is an asset. Step number one, I need you to understand that the lawnmower that you have right now, you don't need a new one. The one that you have right now is your asset. It will work for the moment. Okay. Number 1. Number 2 is we're going to use the skills that you that you can learn with your job so that you can go from the lawnmower to the generator. Right? Is that we need to figure out like okay, you need you need to learn about fuel. You can learn about fuel with a lawnmower. You don't need to learn about fuel with a generator. You don't need a generator yet. Just learn about it with the lawnmower. Learn how your lawnmower works. Once you know your lawnmower in and out, then you can graduate up to a piece of equipment that's 10 times as expensive, five to 10 times as expensive. Okay. And the thing that I want you to understand is like, look, is whatever type of business that your product service experience that you're going to sell, right? If you put the client first, first of all, it's a client, not a customer. You, you create a relationship with a client, you protect your client, what you do not do is try to sell your client something that you do not need. What you do not do is you try to sell them a generator right away when they don't even know how to put gas in their, in their lawnmower. What you do not do is just think about the transaction. And you help them at the smallest, most leverageable way that you can. It's like Vince Lombardi holding up at the beginning of every year, gentlemen, this is a football, right? Like the guy did not try to sell me a new lawnmower when I went in there originally he says, all right, let me teach you about how gas works in any lawnmower. And because they sold me a $40 box of gas for a gallon and a half of this clean gas, that's awesome. It saved me a ton of money. I just sauntered back in there and I, I was like, oh, I didn't." it was a cooperation, not a negotiation. I didn't walk in there and try to do some, it's like buying a car. It's like, it's like all you all of you people who walk into a car a lot and you're, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to, you know, I got to dress the certain way and, and blah, 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 blah. No. Find someone that you can enter into a cooperation and not a negotiation that will give you what you need with the, that you can trust that you have the relationship with that you can trust to give you the car that you need and you'll be happy with and not try to sell you the car that most car that you don't need. Step number one is that for you to figure out what you need. Step number two is to find someone who is an authentic creative collaborator who will just give you, who will give you the correct information that you can trust the information. So you're not, you're not trying to figure out if you're outsmarted because if you outsmart people, they feel outsmarted. Guess what happens if that guy outsmarts me and he sells me a new lawnmower that I don't need, and then I have two lawnmowers at my house? I don't go back there and buy the expensive generator. Now, it's an investment and it doesn't always work that way because that you know, because there are some people that are like super price shoppers. But let me ask you this do you want super price shopper in your business? If if I was the type of guy who walked out of there and just be like for the lawnmower purchase right like the um like i don't know like i walked out of there and i was like i i I resisted him selling me a lawnmower and i just forced him to sell me new gas i'm not going back there i'm the guy i'm the guy that's going online looking for to save fifty dollars and then what happens is i save my fifty dollars i pump it up to my wife and then my wife is like but it's not as quiet as a conversation wade and then there's discord in my house right but my wife didn't care i didn't pump it up as a is a thing. I said, oh, look, I went over there and I trust the guy. She's like, okay. It's like, he didn't say it's as quiet as a conversation. Stupid box does. I'm the one that quoted the box. I should have quoted the guy, but we need a generator and we got one. It's sitting right here. And now I feel better. My house is more safe. Cause just because like I have to protect my family or protect my clients, I got to protect my family too. And so now the power goes out. We can keep everything. We can keep everything up. And we, uh, if it goes super long, we break out the camping gear and we go press the eject button and we go into the wild and we, we become aborigines. That's the plan. No clothes. Just Aborigines. Virginia Aborigines. I don't. I don't know. It's, uh I don't think that's appropriate. I think it's some kind of cultural appropriation. <laughs> I don't know. We 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 go and we live in the wild. <laughs> that's probably a joke. Probably. So, what I want you to do is take out your ranger field journal. You don't have a ranger field journal because I haven't made it yet. I want you to take out your husband entrepreneur journal. If you don't have a husband entrepreneur journal, take out your regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're gonna need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to simply write down is, am I willing to help my clients with the small things? Am I willing to help my future clients with the small things? Because if you can help them with the small things, they will come to you for the big things. And it will be a cooperation, not a negotiation. And everybody wins in the classic American business. And just remember there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, husband entrepreneurs, I know you want to escape the nine to five. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to need a creative clearing. A place to stand where you can make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I am over here. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy But the daily emails have the insights. Raise your hand and say, I am over here. Let's light the lantern. Subscribe at understory.news. The path of understanding never ends. But that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.